When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news... All right, I'll do. It. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. The Opinion Line on Cork's 96FM. Professor Aoife McLeish, good morning to you. Good morning. Aoife, looking back over Isaac's Twitter feed this morning uh, and looking back over some of your colleagues like Jerry Killeen, a good friend of the show here, that you guys have been predicting for a very long time that where we are today, we would be. Now, people sometimes look at Isaac and they go, oh, that's the lockdown crowd, but you're not. What can we do to get us out of the corner we now find ourselves in? Yeah, so um, I'm, thank you very much for the invitation to speak. And you're right, you know, uh, government have been trying to say this has been unpredictable. And it's an unpredictable situation, but it's quite predictable and was predicted. So, yeah, so what we've been trying to say for a long time is that if we w- want to avoid going into lockdown, which we do, there are other things that we should be doing. So at the moment... What I've heard the government talking about um, in in, in the news bulletins, you know, I'm not privy to anything else. um, They've been talking about some more antigen testing and extending the the COVID cert to more venues. But they need to be much more um, creative and ambitious than that. So if we want to avoid lockdown, we really need urgent action that's going to make a big change to the, um, the case numbers. And one thing that we've known for a long time is that COVID is airborne, that you catch it by breathing infected air. And there are things we can do about that. The same way we can take care of water quality, we can take care of air quality. One very simple thing that could be announced today to be um, effective tomorrow is that we should have proper masks, not just a face covering. So the, the guidance from the government says face covering, and that includes anything, you know, a T-shirt up over your nose is a face covering. But we, there are actually good quality masks that will very, very effectively block the virus. The T-shirt over your nose doesn't really do it. Um, it'll, drop, it'll, it'll catch water droplets, but it won't catch the virus. Yeah. Whereas these N95 FFP2 masks, that's the, that's the code for the, the quality standard, mm. um, they block 95% of particles, including the virus. That's extremely effective. They also, the way they're made, they tend to be a better shape. So they fit your face on average a bit better. Mm-hmm. Um, as opposed to you sometimes see even those surgical masks, you know, they have gaping uh, holes at the, at the side and around the nose. So the, these other ones tend to be better fitting. And you can wear your cloth mask over the top of it if you prefer the look of your cloth mask. There's nothing to stop you doing that. But that's something that could be done right away. The second thing they could do is have a much, much stronger and clearer emphasis on the importance 
of ventilation. We've heard this mentioned, um, but it hasn't really been taken properly seriously. In other countries, um, they have to have, in order for, say, a coffee shop or a restaurant to open, they have to be certified that their ventilation is up to scratch mm. for the number of occupants they intend to have, so for the, the capacity. And other countries are doing this very well. Like One example I think is very interesting is Japan. So Japan at the moment, their case rate is about, if you translate it to the Irish population, mm. it would be about like five or six cases a day. And really? what they're doing, they have, they have lots of things, not just one thing. And that's, the, that's very, very important. But it includes really diligent use of masks. It includes good ventilation standards. Restaurants and cafes and things that wanted to open had to be certified that they were safe to open. They have ventilation displays. So um, Gabriel Scali described this as scores on doors. You know, yeah. before you go into a place, there can be a little, a little electronic display that's showing the ventilation status. And then you as a customer can be confident of what you're going into but let's not forget this has been talked about very much as like the point of view of the customer going into a restaurant and turn around if they don't uh, check your covid cert or whatever but there are workers as well so not only the workers in those hospitality venues but in ordinary offices and they have rights too and they should have the right to a safe workplace and that includes proper ventilation so if they were really um serious they should be talking about these things as well because as has been pointed out, Neffet have not asked for a lockdown mm. yet. But when they ask for a lockdown, it'll be because there is nothing else. Hold on, hold on. Hold you're saying when, Aoife? If it happens, but I really hope it doesn't. But it, if they don't do anything, it will be a when, unfortunately. Because if you listen to what we're talking about and listen to anybody in the hospital service, they're saying they cannot cope with more. Yeah. At the moment, we're already, we, the, the number of people we have in ICUs is already using the surge capacity. And that surge capacity is not some magicking up of extra beds. It's taking beds away from other services. So you're cutting back on other health care in order to accommodate the COVID care that's needed. And these are people who go into ICU. Um, the ones who go in, they're the ones they feel they have a chance of saving. Let's not forget there are some people who don't even make it that far. There'll be a clinical decision that the, the person can't even be saved. So, you know, this is really, really desperate. And if we don't have a functioning health service, we are in really, really bad shape. You're going to have people who have a car accident and there won't be an ICU bed for them. You know, so we can't let that happen. I think everybody mm. agrees we can't let that happen. Yeah. So if the government doesn't take serious steps today, like with real, real urgency, um, they, we will be in trouble because we have really bad situation today but we know that those are people who got infected about two weeks ago. Mm -hmm. So the people who got infected during the intervening time, those cases we can anticipate are going to end up in ICU. Like we are all and, thrilled um, and, and overjoyed to see things like Ireland versus the All Blacks with a full house back again. But do you think we'll pay a price for that in a couple of weeks? Unfortunately, I think we will. And there's something very simple that could have been done to try and make that safer, which is to require masks at all times. And they didn't do that. You know, for me, nobody likes wearing a mask. Like, I don't love it either. But if that's the price to pay to have more normal everything else, I'm perfectly happy to pay that because we've seen how bad and how annoying and disruptive and damaging um, the lockdown is. So if we could say, if you said you can have your nice things, but you have to wear a proper high quality mask, it's got to be fitting your face well. 
and you've got to keep it at all times. Like that is, that would have made that event much, much safer. And it wasn't make anything, you know, we're not trying to make the risk down to zero because that's, that's impossible. But what we need to do is we need to get that famous or value. We need to get it less than one. And at the moment, because things are so bad, we'd really like to get it less than one, a lot less than one. You know, we want cases to go down quickly. And so you just have to try and block transmission. And this is where, you know, understanding how transmission happens is really your friend here. Because if you know how understanding transmission happens, you know where you need to intervene. (laughs) And it is mostly happening through aerosol in the air. It's not so what we were talking about at the beginning, you know, this is a situation we've understood and we've learned more over the last 20 months. At the beginning, everybody was talking about hand hygiene and they were talking about droplets, which are the bigger, bigger little, um, you know, droplets yeah, in your breath, droplets, yeah. which are heavier and they, they fall within two meters. So when everybody thought it was, um, you know, surfaces and droplets, then if you were more than two meters away, you were safe. But now we know that actually it isn't droplets, it's aerosol, and it's very significantly aerosol. Mm. And aerosol floats in the air, and it stays in the air for a while. And so, and it drifts across a room. And you can think of it a bit like cigarette smoke, um, for people who remember what that used to be like, you know, in a restaurant Mm. or somewhere. No, you don't have to be right beside the person who's smoking. It's definitely stronger when you're right beside the person who's smoking. Mm. But if the space isn't ventilated, it builds up in the room. And the same kind of thing is true for uh, COVID in the air. So if the space is ventilated, you're safe and it's fine. But if it's not ventilated, it's going to build up. And so this is where the masks and the ventilation are really, really, really important. And if we took care of those things, we could be saying we don't go into lockdown. So yes, like what we've been trying to argue for for over a year now is like, how do we avoid lockdown? Mm -hmm. And I think the government has had a tendency to try and say one thing is going to fix it all. So they were focused on the vaccines, saying the vaccine will fix it. And the vaccines, like you say, are great. They're really, really effective. We've had extraordinary uptake. You know, we've we've had brilliant uptake. The vaccines have done as much as they can do, but you can't leave everything on the vaccine. It's a bit like saying, I have a seatbelt. It doesn't matter if I go speeding and crash into a wall. It's like, you know, your vaccine is your seatbelt, but you also need to be careful in other ways yes. as well. Yes. And so... Um, This is where, you know, so if the government was really thinking seriously, if they were paying attention to the evidence today, they will not only be talking about antigen testing, but they and and, and extending the COVID certs, they'd be making a proper, proper um, mandate on masks to the quality of the masks. They'd be talking about closing uh, workplaces until they make themselves um, COVID safe in terms of ventilation. And a lot of places already are good. But who knows, it's very hard as an ordinary punter to know which those places are up to scratch or not. You know, places have put in filters and they put in ventilation, but other places haven't. And so certifying them a bit like with food and health, um, you know, safety, you know, that you, you don't have to go into a restaurant and check do they keep their fridges at the right temperature. You know that's done by somebody yeah. else. Yeah. And it should be the same for this. A question on schools, because it's the it's the question, it's the thing that nobody wants to talk about, but I think... Uh, is it time to mandate primary school children to wear a mask? Yes, I think so. Um, it's very hard on them, Aoife. Well, it's worse to get COVID and it's worse to miss school. So this is not a situation where you're asking them to do something and, you know, there's, you know, uh, there's no reason to do it. 
the reason to wear a mask is that it better protects their health and it better protects their access to education because they're less likely to have a disruption. So this is not something we're talking about mm. long term into the future. Hikwa advised against it, though, didn't they? They did, and that's I don't understand that the CDC in the US is specifically advising for it. Other countries are advising it. And let's just remember that primary school goes up to age 12. You know, we're not talking about um, toddlers here or infants. So, you know, they could, some countries it is mandated eight plus and younger is recommended. Um, there is no reason that, um, no evidence of anything negative coming from wearing a mask, especially when you're weighing up the negative against it of potentially getting covid and all of the educational disruption that comes from that. So we're not, so this is something that's a very simple thing that could be done. Um, you know, kids get used to things. It's just an item of clothing, if you think about it one way. And, you know, I have family member who had to wear an eye patch as a toddler <laughs> and, you know, pulled it off three, 10 times an hour at the beginning and then got used to it. You know, that was, um, so that was something that wasn't comfortable initially, but was needed for other reasons and the child got used to it and primary school children are much older than that and they can get used to these things and that's going to help them and it'll um, protect their health it'll protect their family members because one thing we see is the cases have really gone very very high in young children Um, (laughs) and so it is clear that it is spreading in young children and another thing that was seen was like that after it went high in those young primary school age children, it then passed to their parents and family members because the next group that started to go high was that broad age group that roughly corresponds to the expected parental age for primary school children. So, you know, it went, it went up first in primary school age and then in the kind of 35 to 45 age group, it went up and then started going up everywhere else, including the very elderly. Um, you know, so it's it's across all age groups now that it's increasing. Okay, all right, leave it there for today. Thank you for being with us. That's Professor Eva McLeisett of Trinity College from the Molecular Evolution Laboratory from the Smurfit Institute of Genetics at Trinity to give it its full title. Thank you for being with us on the Opinion Line, Professor. There's one of the people who's been calling this months in advance where we were headed with this. Quartz 96 FM. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM.